live from the Fremont Theater in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. It's the mid-1970s. I just packed an overnight bag, and I'm sitting at my kitchen table writing a note. I'm writing a note to my brand new husband about why I was leaving him with another man. It was a pretty difficult note to write, mostly because I really didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know why I was doing it. I was so confused, I wished that I'd had someone to talk to, but it's never been easy for me to share my inner feelings. So I just wrote a note. Dear Lenny, I'm leaving you and going with Jim. I'm sorry, Lynn. And I propped the note up on the table and I walked out of the house and that was our last communication. Jim was a neighbor, a friend of both Lenny and I. We'd known he and his girlfriend ever since we moved to the area. And now I felt like I'd fallen in love with Jim. No one ever told me that you could be happily married and in love and still have strong feelings and attraction for someone else. That kind of thing happened in the movies, like Dr. Zhivago. It didn't happen in real life. Lenny and I had only been married a couple of months, but we'd been together for almost three years when all of this transpired. I can remember the day that Lenny and I met so clearly. We were both 23 years old. I was working in a Pete's coffee shop in Northern California. A friend of mine came walking in, headed to the coffee bar, and he was with someone I didn't recognize. You know, kind of a ruggedly handsome young guy, big beard, long ponytail. I walked over to pour them some coffee. Hey, Lynn, I want you to meet my cousin Lenny. Just moved here from New York. Lenny smiles. Hi, nice to meet you. In the most intriguing, thick New York accent I had ever heard. So it was like this instant chemistry, right? And when you're young and life is much simpler, Things just move really quickly. We had a whirlwind romance, uh, fell in love, moved in together. We were living this idyllic, post-summer of love, hippie era in the San Francisco Bay Area. It was awesome. We started talking about getting a farm and doing that back to the land thing. Everybody was talking about that. Lenny thought we should go to upstate New York. I thought that was a great idea. What an adventure. So we bought an old pickup truck, packed our belongings, headed north. We were gonna stop in Washington before we went across country to see my parents. Well, the beauty of the Cascades and the Pacific Northwest, you know, kind of won us. 
and we stayed. And we found a little farm to rent. We planted a garden, started collecting livestock. And we found ourselves surrounded by like this community of like-minded people. A lot of young couples doing the same thing that we were doing in this valley where we'd moved. We'd hang out together, we helped each other, we had dinner together, we shared our pot and all of our drugs. And when we weren't farming, we'd head down to the creek that ran through the valley. And we'd have picnics, bonfires, you know, get really high, go skinny dipping. It was a pretty cool lifestyle. So we were pretty much, Lenny and I, living our dream. So we decided we'd get married. And true to the kind of bohemian lifestyle we had adopted, I um, created our invitations. And on the cover of the card, I had drawn this little cluster of liberty caps. For those of you who don't know, those are psilocybin mushrooms that grow in the woods up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> very apropos. And um, let's see, I borrowed a dress from a neighbor and uh, made my own wedding cake, did a potluck, and had a square dance. And a friend of ours married us on his farm on the banks of the creek. It was pretty wonderful. Then there was this like simple twist of fate. Spring turned into summer. Most of the people we knew had day jobs. Lenny had a day job, but I didn't, and there was a small group of us who weren't working. So when we finished our farm chores, we just headed down to the creek, you know, catch some rays, get high, go swimming. Jim was part of that group. Pretty soon, I'm the female friend the sympathetic ear, listening about the trials and tribulations of his relationship. And then, eventually, how much he liked and admired me. So I'm flattered, and I start flirting back. Then I'm doubting my own feelings and my own relationship. Any of this sound familiar? Okay. Yeah. Now I know, it happens all the time. It's plagued couples since the Garden of Eden. Now I thought that I was worldly and wise, but I was really young and naive. I mean, what did I know about myself, let alone love and marriage? Pretty much nothing. Raised in the 50s, Pretty strict Catholic upbringing. Mm, 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 mm. I was headstrong. I was pretty self-absorbed. I was living for today. None of us were going to live to be 30 anyway. <laughs> Jim and I weren't having an affair. We'd never even kissed. But in my heart, I'd already betrayed Lenny. His trust, his love, I was 
like disgusted, but I couldn't reconcile the conflicting emotions that I had. It just didn't make sense to me. I was confused and I didn't know what to do. So I left, hoping that going with Jim was the right thing to do. And I had no understanding of the pain and the heartbreak that I was leaving in my wake. So Jim and I got married, and we had beautiful children, and we had a good life together. Funny thing, though, many years into that marriage, I found a note when he went to live with a good friend of mine. Karma catches up with you all the time. So over the years, you know, I'd think about Lenny, and I felt bad, just, you know, God, how stupid, you know, young, um, that I could treat someone like that and be so insensitive, especially somebody who'd been so kind and loving to me. And I would reach out and try to apologize, but that door was never open for me. So for close to 40 years, I carried that guilt and that shame. About six months ago, I learned that Lon, the friend that had married Lenny and I, passed away. I was talking to his wife a little bit after that, and she was talking about the celebration they'd be having in a few weeks for Lon, and she says, you know, you should try and contact Lenny and let him know. Like, yeah, right, you know, he's not going to talk to me. And I thought about that for a few days, and I finally got up the courage to send him a friend message, you know, on Facebook. And I said, you know, hi, it's me. Jeez, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'll never get it, okay? So... Did, you know, did you hear that Lon passed away and there's going to be a celebration for him? I really didn't think he'd respond to me. But a day later, here is a response. I was so shocked I almost couldn't read it. But I did, and it just said, yeah, I know, and I'll be at the party. Oh, dear, now what? You know, I mean... What am I going to say to him? Am I going to recognize him? Maybe I'll chicken out and I won't even go. So I immediately messaged back. Thanks for contacting me. You know, I've always just wanted to apologize. I'm so sorry. Almost immediately, I get a message back. So now that you've opened up that old wound, do you want to tell me what you were thinking the day you left? Oh, God. So the conversation began. Me trying to explain why I think I did what I did with the beauty of hindsight and, oh, yes, the wisdom of age. And I heard all about how devastated he'd been, how hurt he was, mostly because, you know, he couldn't understand. I couldn't understand. Eventually, he remarried, 
and he had kids, but they got divorced. Then now he's in a great, you know, long-term relationship. But mostly, we started to reminisce, and we'd talk about all those things that we did, all those things that we couldn't ever remember because of the pain involved. On the day of Lon's celebration, I was walking on a trail in the woods on the farm, and then there in front of me was Lenny. And I saw him with my 23-year-old eyes, and my heart leapt into my throat. And we hugged, and we held each other, and we walked down to the creek to talk, and we sat there, and you know, the words just tumbled out. We tried to fit 40 years into an hour. Our kids, our jobs, our marriages, what we did, where we traveled. But we knew we had to get back to the party. So we stood up to leave and I just looked at him. I said, you know, I really, really am sorry. I never meant to hurt you. I loved you. And he looks back at me and he smiles. No more apologies, Lynn. I loved you too, and I forgive you. <laughs>